You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. Some book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, you can support this show right here at Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. This is the best place to support the show financially. If you believe in it and you love what we do, this is where you can go to support the show. Also, if you think you're a supporter, you might want to check again to confirm that your subscription is still active. It does occasionally boot people off of the platform if a credit card fails or expires or some type of shit. So please check that out. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. It makes a tremendous, tremendous difference. And if you love the show and you want to download it, you can do that in podcast format, courtesy of magical producer Trevor, bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's where you are going to go to make that happen. So check it out today. Oh my God, dude. What a uh, what an amazing, amazing time to be a part of MAGA, to be an American, and to be a part of the Dilly 300. Because I'm telling you, shit is getting crazy around here. Crazy. I couldn't be more excited to be here with you guys today. My God. Now look at look at what I'm wearing. You guys notice? Look, I'm wearing a polo shirt. I'm wearing a polo shirt, everybody. Yeah, look, I'm wearing a polo shirt. Huh? Huh? I know. It's comfortable. It's a golf shirt. I know. I had errands to run this morning. I had some, like, business shit to handle. And uh, I just was like, I threw on a polo shirt. And then, honestly, I didn't realize I was still wearing it right before the show started. I'm like, I could run upstairs and throw on a T-shirt, but I'm like, I'm comfortable. Like, this is such a good shirt. It's a Callaway. It's like, it's comfortable. I fucking like it. You know, I look kind of dapper, right? I look a little dapper. I'm not trying either. Like, this is just, it's just a polo shirt. But yeah, I think you guys would like the outfit. I got, I got golf shorts on. I got my polo shirt on. And then I got my new fucking loafers. I love these goddamn things. Best shoe I ever fucking bought right there. Look at that thing. That's a hemp canvas shoe. It's a fucking beach shoe with cork sole. And I swear to you, best summer shoe ever. Because sandals make you look too fucking casual. But these bad boys right here are like, you can wear them casual. You can wear them. I wore them to fucking five-star dining in Miami. I love these damn things. Absolutely love them. And the cork sole makes it so your feet never get sore. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Oh, I got three pairs. I went from one to three in a matter of two weeks. Fucking on it, right? So now, see, look at that. Look how fucking good I look. Wait, there you go. Look at that shit fucking sexy you feel me yeah so you just go dude i'm like summer casual business guy you know what i'm saying yeah i got dude i ordered them on amazon now the best place to get them is uh the fucking sandal king down in the keys okay but you don't know about that that's like some that's some shit you don't know about so sandal king's got them but you can get them on amazon too all right you can get them on the on amazon that's where i ordered them i actually saved some money you want me to stand up? Okay, I'll stand up. Here you go. See? Say, look. See? Got my golf shorts on. 
Got my fucking polo shirt on. I know. I'm not going to win any wet t-shirt contests against John Cardildo, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that guy. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Anyway, should be good. How you guys doing? Yeah, the fucking Sandal King is where you can go for that shit. But just tell him Dilly sent you. It'll be fine. You want to see the... I already showed the shorts. You can't really see them. I don't want to stand up and be knocking shit over. I'm just... You have to take my fucking word for it. I look good. I, I look good, okay? They just... And I'm telling you, the shoes are... They're affordable. I think I spent like 40 bucks on these on Amazon. And I got three different colors. I got... I got the, the kind of the off-white color. I got a, a black pair. And then I've got a pair that's like a... I think the, the last ones I got are either... A, they're like a gray-blue color. Which will be fucking fire. But they're perfect for summer. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like wearing a sandal without looking like a fucking piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, too casual. Yeah, so I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Randy, what's Randy doing? What's Randy doing? What's the name of them? Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't tell you the name of the shoe. Hold on. They're Sanooks. That's a Sanook. See, it's got that little fucky fuck... See, that's the whole thing. This is a Sanook Sugar Light. And if you love summer shoes as a man, they make them for women too. But it's a Sanook Sugar Light is this particular shoe. And it comes with the cutesy, see the cutesy interior here? Like, look at that inside of that shoe. And then you got the fucking cork. It's cork. Oh, it's so soft. Look at that. They're not even sponsoring me. I'm just telling you, I love the goddamn shoe. Randy, I have a request. Might have to have Randy come in the office real quick. Because I have this thing, like, I'm kind of, like, changing in real time. Like, things are happening. Right? And, uh, and I'm like, I got a request, so I'm going to send Randy out with my request. She's got an errand to run, essentially, is what I'm going to do. I could buzz her, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I could. Do I? Do I? Do we buzz? Nah. We'll get to it in a minute. We'll get to it in a minute. Look, we got a big show for you guys. Very excited to be here with you. There's a lot happening uh, at The Dilly Show. There's a lot happening with MAGA, uh, President Trump, everything. It's, uh, there's a big things happening. Big things happening uh, last night on Twitter Spaces. If you guys didn't hear it, Carrie Lake. Yeah, I'll get to you in a second now. We've moved past that. I'll get to you in a second. So, um, yeah, lots going on. I got a lot of news to talk about. We got to talk about Joe Biden activating reservists for Ukraine. What the fuck are you doing, Joe? Stop it. Stop it. We're going to talk about that. We've got President Trump uh, radio interviews he did recently. We've got, uh, dude, I got some, like, fucking dank beams we're going to play. I mean, there's a lot going on right now, and you are right dead center in the middle of all of it. You are a part of this is your campaign. Trump 2024 is your campaign. You want to get involved? We'll get you plugged in. You want to go to rallies? Let's get you plugged in. Dilly 300, represent. You want to participate? This is how you're going to do it. You want to work places? This is how you do it. Get involved. I want you all to participate. And uh, we're, we're going to make a big, big difference in this campaign season. But even so, we already have. There's a campaign that's currently sucking wind like you can't believe. Kamala Harris is getting jealous at how hard this campaign sucks. And that is Team Meatball. And uh, I did actually managed to reach across the aisle and extend a 
Olive Branch, if you will, last night. And I'm going to play that video for you here today. We did give out an award. It was prestigious. It's incredible. I don't know who's going to win it next year, but I can tell you who won it this year. And, he, and it wasn't close. So we'll talk about that on today's show. It's going to be a big one. All right. Randy came in here. Randy, you have a mission. Yeah. I am sending you out on a mission. You don't have a mic, so don't even bother talking. They can't hear you. <laughs> I know. I didn't feel like activating it and doing a bunch of shit. So here's, here's what's happening. Randy, I need you to get in the car and go. There's a place. I want you to open up your, uh, let me hear. I'll, I'll open it up right now. I'm going to send you a location. Run, Rabbit, run. And I need you to go to this location, okay? And you're going to, I'm going to give you $100. Yay! Yeah, I know. She loves that. Because <clears throat> here's what's going to happen. All right, Randy, I've said, I'm sending you the location right now. Where's Randy in my, my phone? Okay, there you are. There you go. Wife, you're going to grab that? See that right there, that lighter? Grab, oh. grab my lighter. There's a torch right there, Randy. Okay, so here's your mission. I'm about to open up the bank, send some money over there. You're going to go down to the cigar shop. You're going to refill that lighter. You're going to have them do it for you because okay. you're pretty. And then you're going to tell him, I need $100 worth of your finest cigars, which might be like two. So <laughs> don't, don't spend more than about probably maximum 30, 25 to 30 bucks a stogie, okay? And if you don't know what to buy, call me California. Okay, what am I getting these for? Me. Just to have on deck? It's Friday, I would like a cigar. I like that. And I don't want to wait. And mine are all dried out. Oh, probably need to ask him for some of those little fucky fuck packets to keep them fresh, too. Okay, so I'm going to say, please, sir, fill this for me for free because I'm pretty. Yes. I also need two of your finest cigars and the fucky fuck things that keep them fresh. That sounded right to me. Yes. Okay. And if you don't know what to ask for, call me California. But I would like a stogie. And since Mike's not here to smoke one with me, he will be here in spirit. So you're getting now, I want you to buy, like, four. Give me, like, four. Three or four. Okay? I sent you, I sent you some money. money. I sent you exactly what you need. I know you. <laughs> You're not getting <laughs> extra. Like no, whatever I send, you'll fucking spend. So. Well, yeah. Okay. So, you head down there. Mike says to have her call me. Okay. Call when you get there, though. Don't waste his time in the car trying to call him and do that shit. Call when you get there. He likes talking to me. Okay, I'll call when I get there. Okay, thank you. All right, I got to do the show. Okay. Love you. And don't get distracted because I want them back here at the end of the show, please. Okay. So that's on time, okay? On time. All right. Love you. Love you. All right. There we go. See? There you go. There you go. So she's going to call when she gets down there. All right? Yeah, she's, she's got it. She's going to do great. I was just craving a cigar. I was craving a cigar. I was like, you know, I'd like a cigar. Yeah. I thought it'd be a good cigar. I can't get Zimas. I tried that already. Yeah, tried that already. Is Hog, I see Hog complaining about no one acknowledging him, and I realize he's slowly making the transition to Ralph. Slowly. Hogman, stop it. Don't do this. <laughs> also, uh, our very own Tiffany. Ooh, where is Tiffy? Everybody should be asking that question. Where in the world 
is Tiffy today. And that's a big deal. Congratulations, Tiff. She is on her way down to West Palm Beach. And uh, she's got big things happening in her life. We're very proud of her. But she's heading down to a TPUSA event where she's going to represent the shit out of the Dilly 300 in the show as well as herself. She's going to crush it. So congratulations, Tiff. Go do the damn thing. Handle that shit like a fucking boss bitch. This is what you were made for. This moment right now, right here. Everybody knows she's in the bathroom at an airport because she posted a picture of it. (laughs) Everybody's like, what is she doing in the bathroom? Great picture. (laughs) So she's going to go crush it. Man, I got I, we got a lot of crazy shit happening. I'm working on a couple of little special things. And by little, I mean ginormous special things. Let me see something. You never know. Hold, hold, please. You guys just hang out for a second. Hold, please. I got to check a little something. Because I'm pissing myself over a couple of things. Yeah, a couple of things. Make it, you know, trying to make some, make it some headway. Man, you never... Uh, you just never know. We're going to talk about it on today's show. I got some stuff that I got to share with you guys. I'm just like, this, is, this, is this our lives? We're doing this now, family? We're doing this? We got some pretty big stuff going on. Um, MAGA continues to rise. Trump is, he's running an absolutely flawless campaign. I don't know how to say it any other way. It's perfect right now. Messaging is bang on. Connecting with people, bang on. Just the right, minor, right amount of shit posting people doing it for him so he doesn't have to a little bit from him still funny still making his quips but not getting too dirty keeping him clean nice high ground trump message trump on brand trump endearing trump even and meanwhile maga is taking no fucking prisoners and neither is team trump it's everybody you're fucking you go against the king you best not miss and we're in a situation right now where I'm watching the meme team create content that is absolutely driving, driving things to a whole other level. And I'm going to talk about some other stuff because I got to deal with, I got to deal with this Elon Musk situation. A lot of people, a lot of bitterness, a lot of anger. And And I'm not saying, you're not even wrong. We know the game is rigged. Have yourself a cry for 24 hours and get the fuck over it. I'm not getting paid by Elon Musk. He said he pays content creators. As far as I can tell, you pay cunts that steal content and post it. And that's not content creation. That's just shit fucking tweeting. It's not even shit posting, technically. That's not content creation. Content creation is what we do at The Dilly Show, where we have original content with original fucking music, with original dialogue, and we create content and then spread it around on Twitter. That's content creation. This thing where you have a bunch of fucking pillow-biting dorks that are Elon-approved, getting paid out huge sums of money? Give me a fucking break. But with that being said, I'm giving the entire meme team, you get 24 hours, it ends tonight at 9 p.m., and I don't want to hear another fucking cry about how Elon's not paying you. Like, Elon's not going to pay you. You're based. You're fucking rock and roll, man. You're punk rock, you're rock and roll, you're counterculture, You're not going to get paid by the establishment. I don't know. I love you guys. But why the fuck you thought that they would arm you with money is beyond me. It's the same reason they've been trying to keep me from making money. They know. They're like, that guy with money is fucking 
dangerous. This show went to the moon. The more money I make, the bigger influence I have on America. Have you noticed? It's people are watching the show. Do you guys just see my camera jump? The fuck is going on here? That was weird. Do you guys see that? Do you guys see that? Am I losing my mind? I was mid-rant, and my fucking camera fucking froze. Are we back? You guys saw that, right? I was in the middle of saying something, and, and I looked, and I saw my face doing something else. God damn it. Hogman knows, dude. They did a fucking update on this fucking computer. Are we good now? It doesn't look like it's Kung Flu anymore. Is it back to normal? The hell was that? It'll probably crash. You know what I'm saying? It'll probably crash. Fucking shit. Anyway, that was weird. Back to what I was saying. Yeah, Hog knows that we just did an update, and you know the shit's fucking falling apart again. Oh, you did an update. Thanks for breaking my computer again. Anyway, the show... They keep the show from growing. Everybody knows that. You can see how they do it. I don't give a fuck. They play with the algorithms. They play with the fucking, uh, the, the ability to, for the show to be seen. And I don't care. But the bottom line is the more money I've made, the more success I've had, the more impact I've been able to have on elections. You understand? I've been able to have an impact. And we're all making an impact right now because... We're able to piggyback off of what I'm doing, pulling together as a team, community. We fucking, we're able to raise money. We, we volunteer. We get, we can raise, we're an activist organization, essentially, even though it's, it's technically an entertainment show, <laughs> right? And uh, they've been trying to keep you guys from making money. I mean, imagine like the meme team goes, oh, this is so unfair. Elon won't give us money. You're killing his candidate. Like, let's think about this. Forget the idealism of, like, everything's fair, okay? Like, I want the memers to set your minds aside. Life isn't fair, and these cunts are playing for keeps. You ruined Elon's Twitter space with DeSantis. Not because you went in and broke the software and made it not work. You fucking were relentlessly mocking it to the point that they both look like idiots. Did you forget? Do you think Elon doesn't see your guys' tweets? He knows who you are. He's involved with DeSantis' campaign, and you ruined his campaign the last seven months. Elon has billions of dollars riding on a DeSantis presidential administration, and you, Billy, fucked his candidate. I need you guys to understand it. I need it to be less whining. You're not going to pay me. They stole my meme. Yeah, no shit. Elon's paying off the people who are helping his cause. Fuck these people. Fuck them. Now, nah, the, the kung fu's gone now. I'm looking over at my shit. We're good. But you gotta, you can't cry when the enemy is trying to stop you. Does that make sense? Like, don't cry when they're counterpointing you. Like, you make a move, they make a move. Big deal. 
They stole your fucking content. Welcome to goddamn Dilly World for the last 10 years. Do you know how it felt to know that fucking back in the day, I had to watch as fucking uh, Anthony, uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins. He had lost his swag by the late 2000 to 2009, 2010. I don't know if you guys know this. 2009, 2010, 2011, Tony Robbins, yeah, he's having some problems. He's doing some janksy shit at his events. He's trying to stay relevant. I come out with my book in 2013. Fire! Bestseller. A bunch of his people that are on the, the Tony Robbins team are following me. What do they do? All of a sudden, Tony Robbins starts dropping F-bombs at events. Does a Netflix special, gets an interview. And all of a sudden, they ripped off my whole style. Here I am, a struggling author, making like 1500 bucks a month, trying to raise his kids on 1500 building my own brand from the ground up with my own style that nobody in self-help had ever done. And this motherfucker making 40, 50 million a year comes along and steals my whole style. Whole style, ripped my whole shit off. Now, it pissed me off, but you guys, I don't want to, I just, I can't hear it. They were stealing entire sections of my book for bloggers back in 2013 and 2014. Stole all my shit. My quotes, you remember back in the day, Instagram was full of self-help quotes. What they love to do, they're doing to you right now. There's entire brands that were built on my quotes that they stole out of my book or off of my Twitter feed, put them on little shit-ass gay images, and then put them on Instagram. Whole Instagram self-help authors developed from my content. Stole all my shit. Marissa was there in the beginning. She knows. They were stealing all of my shit. And it was a feeding frenzy because I was the new kid on the block. I didn't have a publisher behind me. I self-published. I didn't have a fucking PR representative. I wasn't playing the game. They've been stealing my shit. I've been affecting your culture for fucking a decade, and you didn't even know it. Because people that you've heard of, oh, I remember this quote I read one time. Yeah, it was mine. It was my. they've been stealing my shit forever. And then I got into politics, and guess what? Fox immediately, the Fox producers, people for Hannity, people for Bongino, immediately identified The Dilly Show in 2018 and went, steal, 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 stealing jokes, stealing segments, stealing thoughts. And initially, I used to be like, you guys, I'd be upset. I'd be like, man, these fucking guys, like, because when you're struggling and someone's making money on your shit, it's not fair. You're right. It's war. You're in war. Fuck them. Win anyway. Because the thing, the reason they want to keep you down like this is because if you get across the finish line and that's the public fame section of this, what happens and this is why I've been, and look, I, I won't even, I'm not even going to mind. I'm going to tell the whole Dilly Show audience and the meme team live why I'm doing what I'm doing. Here's what's going to happen. The reason I have you branding yourself as the Dilly meme team is because as we go forward, as we go forward and get more famous and we make more money as a show, I'm going to, I already have the best fucking copyright lawyer, trademark attorney on planet Earth in my Rolodex. And what's eventually going to happen is we're going to push this little show to the point that it's big enough that then we're going to fucking trademark and copyright all of your original um, content that we are creating, music, and so on and so forth. 
And then we're going to billy fuck everybody that tried to steal your shit. That's when we just go, okay, now my lawyers are going after you for stealing from this show. You just have to, you haven't seen it yet. So the branding around Dilly Meme Team is because when I go back into a courtroom in four fucking years and go, they stole this, 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 fucking this, and all of the content, here's when it was published, here's the fucking original files, here's the fucking branding on the actual files, this is what I'm trying to drive you guys to. I'm taking you from being shit-posting fucking memers, and I'm going to turn you into an actual army of writers. That's what you'll become. And then we fuck everybody in the ass who's been stealing from us. But you can't do it yet. We're not famous enough. But we're close. We're getting close. And this is how it'll go. They all, because what they're banking on is that eventually the audience will abandon the show. Oh, don't worry. Once Trump's gone or once this happens, they don't, no one will watch him. What they don't want is if I get to the point that I've got enough money, I go, here you go. Here's 100 grand to my lawyer. And I go, go get my, all my fucking memers paid for the shit that was stolen over the years. That's what they don't want. I know what I'm doing. You just need to keep branding your shit, slap your Dilly Meme team on at the end, document the folders, keep that shit ready to go, and when the time comes, we're going to fucking absolutely tear these people a new one. I know what I'm doing. I've, I've, this is not daddy's first rodeo, okay? So don't bitch about it. And yes, you can absolutely do it retroactively. There will be a limit on how far we can go back, but that's okay. It ain't that long. And now you should be applauding. See, you guys don't even realize it. You, go, you guys are looking and going, Charlie Kirk made money off of me. Document it. Screenshot it. Document it. Screenshot it. Why do I want you to do that? Because before you couldn't have sued them. It's social media. They were just sharing stuff, right? Let me explain to you how you actually sue. You have to prove they profited off your material. You couldn't prove that until they just started posting, I got $8,000 from Elon fucking Musk. I got a check of 15. Why did all those cunts come onto fucking Twitter yesterday like it was Publishers Clearinghouse? Screenshot all of them that are making money. I need you guys to do this because I can't sue them until we prove they received money. But if they start admitting, oh my God, Elon Musk just gave me 20 grand. Great bitch, screenshot, screenshot, fucking file that shit, have it, hand it to Lauren Eve, file it in the receipts catalog. And now I go, this guy made 20 grand, that guy made eight grand, this guy made 12 grand, this guy made six grand. And here's them posting our shit. Dump, 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 dump. Once you prove that they're making money off of the material, I can ass fuck them completely in court and it won't be difficult. It'll be super easy. So in closing meme team, brand your shit with the Dilly meme team logo on there at the end for the trademarking purposes. Document the people who have posted your material, not given credit and or made money off of it. Screenshot them doing it. Screenshot and document the, uh, the times that they're doing it and just keep putting it in the folder. And I'll deal with this down the road. Okay? Not complicated. I got you. I got a plan for everything. Uh, we're going to get Dilly. We're going to get him this time. We're going to cancel him. Uh-huh. We'll demoralize his team. Oh, you don't make any money and we're making money. <laughs> okay. Wait for it. Wait for it. Just document it. 
I know how to build a court case. Just, okay. Oh, you made 30. Congratulations, 15. Oh, cool. Hey, man, that's awesome. You got a million views on my content. You didn't tag me. That's great. Fantastic. Okay, screenshot, 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 screenshot. The, the fact they're showing off their money is the most insane thing I've ever seen. None of these people know what they're doing. My guess is that Twitter asked them to show off what they made because they're trying to sell YouTubers on the idea of migrating. So these dumb motherfuckers who made money off of other people's content went out and were like, sweet, I took the 16, 17,000. I'm going to show it off now. <laughs> Publishing clearinghouse style, not realizing there's no lawsuit until you prove that they're making money from your material. You know that, right? You guys didn't have a pot to piss in until these dumb motherfuckers posted proof that they're profiting off of you. There was no money there until that. And don't worry, we won't be the only ones that'll think of this. Think of all the content that they've ripped off and posted that was copyrighted from other media companies or music companies. Whoopsie! So I got you guys. Don't get demoralized, just know how to fight. We're in a much bigger game than you realize. Much bigger game. A stethoscope, you complaining, bro? You need to be shown the door? He's whining. 37 minutes in, this is what we're talking about. Is it not, are you not having fun? It's not interesting to you? Is that what that was? I don't want to drop the hammer on you for no reason, but it's the topic of the day, and the meme team's concerned about it. Really? 37 Do you want news? Is, that, is this not newsworthy? I felt like this was news. Everybody always thinks they're a, they're, they're a chat comedian until they're not anymore. Were you, I, I mean, it's fine. Rumble notification. Are you shitting me, stethoscope? I see you, bro. I apologize. You never know. You troll too much. You don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore, bro. That's what happens. You don't get the benefit of the doubt. You troll too long, and then you're like, wait, I'm not getting the benefit of the doubt. No, you troll too much. It took 37 minutes for you to get a fucking Rumble notification. Shocking. Do you think, do you think Rumble fucking with my show has anything to do with me dunking all over the fucking uh, pillow-biting DeSantis supporter whose family used to own it? A lot of people don't know that. Now we're good. I see you, Stethoscope. It's all good, bro. I wasn't sure. I was like, what the hell? You complaining? Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. I'm sure it's a coincidence, guys. It has nothing to do with the fact that Team Meatballs, one of their main branding people, his family owned Rumble. Uh-huh. Yeah, you guys didn't know that? I'm all full of piss and vinegar today. I'm still checking. So last night, I got to tell you guys, these are a couple things just out of context I got to talk about. I don't care. I got news and shit. We'll get to it. But there's some stuff that I'm just like, damn. Like, I didn't expect. And then, it, and, it, and then it's like. So last night. Last night, um, Carrie Lake. Was on a Twitter space that I was a part of. 
Unfortunately, it was so late that I, I literally went to bed before I got my chance to ask her questions. I was like getting tired. I'm like, I can't do this. So I went to bed. But I got to tell you guys, Carrie Lake is actually even fucking cooler and better than I, than I knew. I already knew she was amazing. But that Spaces last night, the shit she wrote in this book, I was like, girl, what are you doing? Like, she's telling the stories that I, like, some of the stories that I know about that I've mentioned on the show, but she's putting it in writing, and she's way more famous than I am. And I'm like, yo, like, Carrie Lake's balls are, like, this big around, okay? Like, I mean, an absolute set, bro. Like, this lady is a fucking fire breather, and the best part is, She's authentic. That's the part. I'm telling you right now. Outside of Donald Trump, Carrie Lake is the most authentic human being in all of politics. I, it's not close. There's no one else even close. It's, it's Trump, it's Carrie, and everyone else is down below her. And when I say authentic, here's what I mean. She's not a fucking liar. It doesn't mean she's always going to be right because all of us get things wrong. But that human being is coming from a legit centered place and speaking fucking fearless truth. Fearless. Like, she's the real deal. I already suspected that she could be on the list. She has my 100% endorsement for a VP because I think she's coachable, meaning I think she would not just work to support Trump for four years. I believe she would be in there sponging up everything he has to say, forming her own identity around how does he do what he does? What's his mindset? Four years of education under Donnie J would turn her into a animal in 2028. Can you imagine four years of Trump followed by eight years of fucking Carrie Lake? Bruh, you want to save America? That's how you actually do it. That's how you actually go, okay, and scene, America saved. If you can string together 12 years you could go Trump, Lake, Lake, Trump if Donnie Jr. decides to get into a Senate race in some point or a governor race. Because I believe Don Jr. has the skill and he has the same center. I'm just, the more I hear from her normally, she's like the, she's like the opposite of Meatball DeSantis. The more you get to know about him, the more you're like, uh, Lake's the other side of the equation. The more you talk to her or hear from her, the more you're like, we need this lady. You need this lady. You go, I need that lady. And do you understand, like, Donald Trump sets it up for Carrie Lake. What I mean is, Carrie Lake's political career isn't possible without Donald Trump first. But I'm only 41. And what you have to ask yourself is, at what point do I get bored doing what I do, 
10, 12 years from now and decide I'd like to start doing something else a little higher up the flagpole. All I'm saying is, and maybe I don't ever do that. My point is people like me are all of a sudden, it goes from being, oh, that's stupid, that's you know insane talk to being like, actually, I could see how you could slowly, now I don't think I'd want to do that because I don't think I want a job, to be honest with you. But I'm saying it sets up to where a personality like mine or a background like mine becomes socially acceptable to vote for. Now, I don't want to have a job. I'm an entrepreneur. I love doing my shit. I'd have to be really fucking bored and really, really accomplished to be like, okay, now I'm going to step away. I don't think I want to do that. And I don't think I'm necessary, to be honest with you. Not in that capacity. I really like being here with you guys. I don't know that I necessarily want to go off. But the point is, it, it makes it possible for people like myself and Don Jr. and other very bold, honest people to start moving forward career-wise in saving America. That's what I'm trying to say. If you aren't aware, Carrie Lake has an event. Uh, what is it, today? Oh, my God, it is today. Okay. Listen, it's last no uh, minute notice for you guys. But Team Trump is putting on an event for Carrie today at 4 o'clock in Des Moines, Iowa. It's at the Mad Meatball. This is where I was going with this. Um, I, I believe in this lady. I don't, you guys know me at this point. Takes a lot to get me to like, in, not just endorse, but basically like, it's one thing that for me to endorse somebody politically, like, oh, they have good political ideas. It's another for me to endorse their character. And this is one person I'm willing to put my neck out for and go, that lady's character is rock solid. Go for it. And yes, this was deliberately a troll. They are trolling the shit out of DeSantis by having Carrie Lake do an event at the Mad Meatball. It's genius. It's fun. It's a good time. So I wanted you guys to get an opportunity. If you're in the area, you never know. You don't know who's, you get out of work a little early, head down to the Mad Meatball, go fucking meet Carrie Lake, tell her you're from the Dilly Show, Dilly 300. It'll be good. Go have fun, okay? All right, so something happened yesterday. I tried to make amends and so far, I have been rebuked. They're not accepting my extension of olive branching and or peace. I don't know why. It's weak. Yesterday, I reached across the aisle, rather across the spectrum, and tried to make amends with DeSantifa. But they don't want any part of me other than wanting to fight me constantly. Well, they're big mad now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Now, I know that you're used to me coming on here and talking a lot of shit, trying to be an asshole and get under the skin of Team Meatball, Team DeSantis. But that's not what I'm going to do tonight. Tonight, tonight is all class. Tonight is about mending fences and being appreciative and honoring people on the other side of the political spectrum or just the spectrum in general, depending on where they're at on it. With that being said, this video 
is to commemorate and honor a man, a man who recently won something in a landslide, a guy who I didn't think could actually do it. His name is John Cardildo. John Cardildo recently won a landslide victory on my Twitter page for a poll that I held. And I am here to present John Cardildo with the best tits 2023 for Team DeSantis. Awarded to John Cardildo, Natty D Cup Milkies. Great job, bud. I know it wasn't easy growing out fat ass titties like that as a man, but you did it. You beat out other women, actual women who had tits since a young age. And there you are, buddy. You took the crown. So all I need from you now, John Cardildo, I just need to know where to send your trophy. I've got it. It's, it's a killer trophy. Obviously, you can see this is big money, gorgeous, gorgeous trophy. And it's yours. And you earned it. Great job, John. Listen, life is about competition. It's about competing with those around you for every square inch you got. Why? Because it makes us all stronger, better. Now, yes, I know you're thinking, Dilly, what does this have to do with fat old titties? Well, women, women, you get your titties through genetics. You put in no effort. Or maybe you get them from a plastic surgeon. The bottom line is they either get to you naturally and you just are given wonderful tatas with no effort, or you cheat, go under the knife and get great tatas. You didn't really work for those tatas. Not the way that John Cardildo had to work for those tatas. Those titties were an, uh, the end result of so many 3 a.m. visits to Waffle House after 45 or 46 beers and or vodkas. Night in, night out drink, eat like shit, sleep, wake up, do it again. Hard effort. You can't just get tits like that on a man by just living normally. There is so much degeneracy that goes in to getting D-cup tits on a dude. And John Cardildo did it. And he beat Jebba Ellis, and he beat Tony Lorraine, and he beat Dana Lausch. Biggest D-cup milkies I've ever seen. And some people said, Dilly, is that an actual trophy? Did you really do a trophy? And the answer is, absolutely I fucking did a trophy. This is not a meme. That's an actual trophy. And I'm holding it for John Cardildo until he gives me an address to where to send it. It's a gorgeous trophy. It's absolutely real gold paint. There's nothing fake about that paint. He could even put his favorite drink in it if he really wanted to. And it's real. Because I believe in mending fences. Even with drunken, alcoholic, fucking criminal pieces of shit. It doesn't matter. You got to make things right. And I'm going to make it right with this guy. I do actually have an address. I have the address of uh, the guy who's the member at the polo club where John Cardildo gets shit-faced every Sunday when he rides his rented pony, okay? So he goes out there. He's got two days a week. He's allowed to ride his rented pony. I know the guy who actually has a membership to the club, and I have his information. So I might send it out to that guy directly to the polo club and just put, like, a care of John Cardildo 
so that the guy can give him his trophy. So I think that's what I'm probably going to do. But I, I've got the information. I may just send it to this gentleman who has essentially allowed John Cardildo to sponge off of him and put his name on it and then put care of John Cardildo so that when he opens the package, he, in front of all of John Cardildo's friends at the polo club, can give this to him before he rides his rented pony. Maybe he'll get a picture on it. I'm imagine, I'm going to ask John if he'll actually sit on the pony and hold it. You know, something like this. Anyway, it's real. It's not fake. Got to give a guy credit. 77% of the vote for best Team DeSantis tits, John Cardildo. You're not beating that. Anyways, it went well. He was, he was awkwardly silent about the whole thing. I mean, I know he, he saw it. The fucking video has like 50,000 plays or some crazy shit. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Dilly, you're a savage. What is going on with you? And the truth is, I'm not the only one. Team Trump's fucking absolutely eating people's lunch on social media right now and not slowing down at all. So why should I? We're having fun. This is, winning is fun. And that's what we're doing. We're winning and we're having a ton of fun. So, oh, that's a meme. Oh, that's a fire meme. I saw, I haven't even get to play this one yet. Oh, these are so good. You guys are jerks. Hey, look, it's not going well if you're a team meatball influencer. Even Rod has been extremely honest behind the scenes with the donors about where he stands. The headlines are brutal, though. He is, he is having one heck of a time gaining traction. I mean, this is, this is how you end a multi-million dollar campaign with shit posting and memes. I mean, it looks like this. Why isn't DeSantis picking up steam? A look at his flawed campaign. Ah, we love a good, honest look at a flawed campaign. That was Fox News Radio. Maybe we check in on NBC. What do they have to say? NBC News said, or uh, yeah, NBC News. They've got this to say. Confidential DeSantis campaign memo looks to reassure donors amid stumbles in the strange, uh, the strategy memo rather, obtained by NBC News. DeSantis campaign says it will stay focused on the early states and not yet make investments in Super Tuesday battlegrounds. That's because they know they're not going to be in the race. They already know it's a waste of money. So, like, don't do that because it'll just mean we're going to lose, right? It's going to be embarrassing. Don't do that. It's bad. It's very bad. Now, some of you probably think, Dilly, what was the point of uh, destroying John Cardildo and making fun of his fat, milky titties? And one is fun, but two, it's actually a big deal. It's not, if it weren't a big deal, if it's not a big deal to have this award given out for Team Meatball, specifically for Cardildo. If it's not a big deal, then why, in God's name, would Roger Stone retweet it? He obviously understands. Roger Stone even understands. He says that's a very prestigious award, right? Like, Roger got it. He was like, that's a big deal. Roger Stone retweeted, earned, not given, and it was the trophy presentation. You know, not the video, but the actual photograph of... John's new trophy. So that's a big deal. If you didn't, okay, fine. You don't think because Roger Stone did it, you don't think it's a big deal because Roger Stone retweeted it. You guys just think Dilly is just shit posting with another shit poster. Well, if it's not if it's not a big deal, then how did we get a write-up in Jugs magazine? Huh? 
How did we get a full write-up in Jugs Magazine? Why aren't you guys talking about this then? Because this is a big deal. Why wouldn't it be? Political grifter wins Twitter poll by Dilly 300. A political prostitute and known alcoholic, John Cardildo, see, this is a big deal, was a trending Twitter topic on Monday, July 10th. An alpha male named Brendan Dilly put up a Twitter poll that asked nonpartisan followers best tits on Team DeSantis. The poll included Jeb Ellis, Dana Loesch, Tony Lorraine, and, of course, Johnny Walker Cardildo. With 76.9%, Mr. Five Foot Six Cardillo won in a landslide. Many we've spoken to have mentioned that the nearly 77% Cardillo end, ended up with is roughly the exact percentage that Donald J. Trump has in every major poll for the Republican primary. This poll is yet another example of a biological male beating biological women, which is something he has publicly denounced. We can only speculate at this time as to what bra size booze breath Cardillo is, but there's a good amount of evidence. The point points to mid-large C cups. So there's your internet. There's your news. I mean, that's this is a really you know it's a big deal. Okay, not just anybody can walk in off the street and get best tits, especially not as a dude. <laughs> This is a, we get all the publicity around here. This is like, this is why we do what we do, y'all. We, you do it to be a champion. And uh, I feel pretty good about this one, folks. I think this is the beginning of a, a great, great longstanding uh, award. Certainly this year it is. <laughs> Someone replied to us and was like, Team Trump was just literally a bunch a bunch of eighth graders. And I was like, okay. So you're getting your ass kicked by students then. All right. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, good good looking out there, fucking meatball. It didn't stop there either. It's going really bad. Every time they turn around, there's a new meme and it always stings. Yeah, what is it? It's Rick. Tell me where you are so we can do this face to face. But my name is Rob. You set this course, Rick. But my name is Rob. You failed. You failed as a leader. And most of all, Rick, you failed as a father. But my name is Rob. Just. Give up. Give up because you have already lost. But my name is Rob. Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phantom Shadow. I know. Isn't that cool? I'm so excited. I've been it's been my secret for a month. I've been wanting to tell you guys what I was using. And it it just it helped a lot. It really helped a lot. So cool stuff. Yeah, check it out. Isn't that fun? All right, here we go. I got more stuff. I don't know who made, who's making these? Who made this one? Hold on, is there a watermark? Oh, you're a jerk. Okay. You know what? Listen. 
I've tried to talk to him. I said, hey, maybe we could be a little less mean. And he was like, I think I got you, bro. And I was like, okay, you're going to be a little less mean this week? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be I'm gonna be a lot less mean. I was like, really? Because I remember I was trying to, I'm trying to like smooth shit over with Team Meatball. Right? Because I, I don't want to fucking drive anybody insane. And it seems like these people are going off the deep end, okay? They've tried to fight me twice in the last 10 days. Two different fucking Meatball influencers have tried to try to fight me. They always want to give the money to charity to get their asses kicked too, which is awkward. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to do charity violence. That seems weird. Like, that's a weird thing. Anywho, they've been trying to fight me because they can't win political arguments. Anywho. So, I'm trying to, like, turn down the volume on all of this, you know, shit posting essentially, because it's ratcheting it up. I even gave a guy an award to try and calm shit down, like, hey, bro, no hard feelings. Here's for your nice titties, for your nice, warm, double-D milkies, okay? But it's getting more... Every time I try to calm people down, this motherfucker throws kerosene on it. Sanctimonious and desanctus, which is... I don't know what that means. Um, But... Uh, you know, I believe that the cult of personality is so strong with Donald Trump that these lies and names and, and slander that he's throwing at DeSantis. He lies! He lies! He lies! He lies! They weren't anti-Trump, but they preferred DeSantis. And, and all these polls, if you remember from a few months ago, like six months ago, there were a million polls all the There were a million polls. Billion, billion, million, 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 billion, million, tens of billions. There were a million polls. Warning, 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 Will Robinson. Saying that they didn't like Trump. I'm saying that they saw that, that DeSantis was a better option. And now between the, the constant like pressure campaign from Trump slandering DeSantis and making everybody think he's some rhino. We like to troll. We do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. Please clap. All right, listen, ma'am. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right? I don't know what changed six months ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was leading in all the polls. I don't know what changed. I don't know who came along and took a giant shit in his Cheerio bowl. Okay? I don't know who did that. I just know you are a fucking crybaby dork. Okay? Listen, when the culture passes you by and you're no longer fucking cool, that's a hard realization, right? You get the spotlight, you're fresh, you're new. (laughs) Making your moves. Gays against groomers. I run that. Mm, I'm against it. I'm a gay, but I'm against groomers. Great. Hey, no problem. You're fresh on the block. How exciting. Look at you. You're the new kid. huh? Oh, you love Trump, huh? You're going to the rallies. Great. Stick around. We'll keep you here. Oh, you abandoned him for a payday. Oh, that sucks. What happened to your face? Why is it changing? You look less attractive. Did you contract TDS? What happened? You took some money. And then you started pushing a meatball up a hill. Meatballs are heavy. And now all of a sudden, what what do you mean? You're not cool anymore? People are making fun of you? They make memes now? Making fun of your five head and how you're unattractive? Lost your glow? Lost your glow because you're back to meatball? Hmm? You can't figure out what's going on? Are you getting trolled? You getting bullied by California? By a guy that does Bible study six days a week and plays singing songs? Hmm? Did it, show me exactly where on the guitar he hurt you. Come on. 
It's okay. Is it involved bigotry? Is that what happened? Somebody bigoted you? Is that why? What happened? A million polls? A million? Maybe a gajillion even. Where'd they go? What happened? He's losing by 40 now. What happened? I don't know. Who did this to you? I am so sorry. I've had these conversations. I have asked my team. I said, hey, be nice to that girl that is gay but doesn't like groomers but loves a good meatball. I don't know. All I can do is talk to him. I asked. I don't know. So Mike said, you know what? I'm going to be nicer and I'll do less meanie bully type stuff. And then he sent me this. And I'm assuming this is probably a very sweet meme because he told me he would be sweet. So let's see what he made. He says what he's going to do and he gets uh, see? it done. See? He says what he's going to do and he gets it done. Why does he make that face? Is she the candidate? Is that the candidate? I get it now. Yeah, please clap. Okay, that's not good. Mike, you're still bullying. Mike, that's still bullying. That wasn't that wasn't nicer. That was still bullying. Okay. The gays against groomer chicks definitely gonna have a conniption over that one. All right, look, you know what? You know who's always good for a good, sweet, nice meme? Lauren Eve. She does nice stuff. Who else did this one with you? Miguelifornia again? Oh fuck. Mike, did you fucking convince Lauren to do a mean thing? This better not be mean. Oh, God. Oh, no, it's going to be mean, for sure. Oh, this is definitely going to be mean. You're as cold as ice. Santa's your sacrifice by his Horribly mean. Now, Lauren Eve, I see you in the chat stating that Mike didn't put you up to this, that you just did that on your own volition. Don't you let him brainwash you. That is not true. You are a sweetie pie. You would never, ever participate in such an absolutely brutal takedown of somebody without one of these goddamn men coercing you. Mike, what'd you do? What have you done? This was the sweetest lady in memes, and you turned her into an absolutely jerk. We would know that was so mean. It's like you're saying that he sucks as a fucking candidate. Like he sucks. Like his whole life sucks. He's a sucky ass person. 
Oh, you paid her off with your Twitter revenue? I should have known. <laughs> I love the idea of Miguel Fornia scrolling through hits of the 70s and 80s and being like, oh, I haven't done that song yet. <laughs> like, is this Mike in the pool with his stogie? He's just like, fucking, bah, da, 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 da. what was number one in February of 1985? Oh, I love that song. I'm doing that one next. Is that what we're doing here? You just, da, 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 da. ah, what was I doing in summer of 88? Da, 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 da. Ah, I love that song. I can do that. Uh, yep, done. <laughs> so Trump called it cold as ice, and that's what happened? And you fucking, that's what happens. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, it's like, it's literally, imagine having, <laughs> imagine being Ken Griffin and being like all of these big fucking rich, well-to-do GOP financiers, deep state cocksuckers, and you're getting bodied bodied by modern-day Weird Al Yankovic. Getting fucking destroyed by political Weird Al. Like, that's a compliment. That's, he's literally like, da, 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 I think I'll do karaoke and make fun of all the fucking videos of you idiots campaigning incorrectly. <laughs> and you're just like throwing millions of dollars trying to stop a guy chilling out in his pool writing music about your shitty candidate. <laughs> Ding, ding, dong, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to record that. Don't, don't, don't record. Two hours later, bam, send. 100,000 plays later, your candidate's lost another three points. Fucking stop it. Stop making fun of my candidate. We really debate the issues. <laughs> what a shitty candidate, honestly. What an absolutely god-awful fucking terrible candidate. Just literally the worst it's so bad that Team Trump, everybody's destroying Meatball unapologetically now. Unapologetic. Hold on. Was this one an actual? Lauren, you've told me that this is actually not just a sanctioned meme, but an actual Trump meme from the team about Meatball. Is that true? Well, Ron suffers from a very, very serious and probably incurable disease. Okay. He's got no personality. <laughs> It is! It's an actual fucking meme from the team. Dude, they are just... Listen, they're doing the Mexican hat dance on the fucking the meatball right now. MAGA War Room posted that. They've got... <laughs> they're like... Da -da 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 Mexican hat dancing all over Team Meatball. Are you shitting me? They've got no chill right now, and I absolutely am here for it. You know who else has absolutely no chill right now? Donnie J. Trump. Why would he? In the driver's seat, dominating, appearing on the Rob Carson show. I don't even know who that is. Shout out to Rob Carson. Good job, bud. You got a Trump interview. When he didn't think he could beat the Democrat, actually. Yeah. And he certainly didn't think he could get the nomination. I actually told him, you're so far behind. I don't know. I think we could bring Abraham Lincoln and George Washington back to endorse you. <laughs> but I endorsed him. He said, no, if you endorse me, I'll win, sir. If you endorse me. So I said, you know what, Ron? Let's give it a shot. And I endorsed him, and he went up like, you know, he won in a landslide. Yeah, yeah. You know? And Putnam was leading by like 35 points, and he had $30 million in cash. Ron was way down in the basement. He was last, and he had no money. So I got him in, and that's okay. 
Three years later, they're screaming at him, will you run? Will you run against the president? And he says, I have no comment. I have Now, you're a very smart guy. I do love your stuff. I think you're fantastic, by Thank the way you. you are. Thank you. It's humor in politics, and in politics you need a little humor. You wouldn't, Mr. President, you, God knows we need it more than ever. Well, you need it. You, need it. you have to look at things a little bit differently. Yes, sir. But, you know, uh, when he said, uh, I have no comment, I said to my people, that guy's going to run. I got him into office. You know, some people I help. Yeah. I'm almost at 99% on endorsements for the Republicans. If I endorse somebody, they win. Almost 98.6. That's If yeah. you don't have COVID, yeah. you're at 98.6. Okay? If you have COVID, you got a different kind of a problem. Right? Yeah. But 98.6, so almost 99%. And I endorse him, he gets in, and I say, I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, Trump, I love you, dude. It just never stops. He is out. <laughs> I don't see it. I mean, I watch this guy. And, you know, I was much more respectful to him and to the office until they indicted me. They indicted their primary opponent, who's leading by 50 points. And uh, he indicted, nobody believes it, over nonsense, over absolute nonsense, that Presidential Records Act, it's not even a criminal thing. And they don't use that, though. You know, they don't refer to that. They refer to something that doesn't pertain. But, you know, it's uh, when they do that, then the gloves are off. Look, we have a corrupt president. He's corrupt. He's a stone-cold thief. He's an extortionist. And his son is, is, you know, this... The one that's doing it. When you hear that statement that you just read to me, and I've heard, I've heard just as bad as that and worse. You know, you could read them all day long. Trump is like, listen, he's he's doing it different this time. Now, we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we reach out and see what happens. He's doing all these interviews, and he's doing it with with people that are like the grassroots. Jason Miller called it barstool interviews rather than cable television, right? All right. Well, let's say I inquired about having President Trump on The Daily Show. Let's just say. And let's just say... Let's just say that I was told that they're very interested, <laughs> which I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I just know I'd want to have him in studio or I'd probably go talk to him where he's at. I don't want to do a radio. I want to do, I want to do, and I want to do like a different kind of like conversation. I'm not doing what these other guys do, but I can tell you that I, I may have reached out and I may have. I didn't expect to get an answer like that. I didn't expect it. I, I reached out, and they said, we'd be very interested. And I was like, you would? <laughs> really? <laughs> like, and then I was kind of like, oh, okay. And then I was like, I have to come up with a plan because I was expecting a polite no. Like, hey, bro, we love you. We love what you do, but we can't really. And it was like, we'd be very interested. I was like, you, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah, of course you would. I was like, seriously? So, uh. I'm going to talk to him. I have a vision for how I can do it. Uh, I don't want to do it like how everyone else has been doing it. I want to give him an opportunity to be to show a totally different part. I want to have a totally different kind of conversation. 
and I want to let him kind of like, I want to, it's, it's going to be Dilly Show style. It'll be, it's going to be totally different. But yes, they've, they've said that they're interested. And I was like, huh, all right, fuck, here we go. But yeah, I'm going to do it different. And, uh, and so I don't know when, I can't give you guys any specifics. It's very preliminary. It just was, I floated the idea. Because I figured, dude, if you don't ask, like you're never going to get things in life. And Phantom loves that about me because he's the same kind of guy. I'm a habitual, like, I'm like, hey, let me, let me get that. Let me try that. Can I have that? Can we do that? I'm very, like, assertive that way. Like, let me participate. I believe in myself. I believe in what I do. I think I can help what you're doing. Do you want to? And I, I push and I push. I make people say, no, I don't want to fucking do that. And I'm okay with that. But a lot of people, dude, you guys, you guys won't even fight the battles because you're afraid to hear the words no. And I'm just like, hey, uh, can I do this? Would you guys let me do this? And then they're like, yeah, we'd be like, I couldn't fucking believe it. He's like, we'd be very interested. What do you have in mind? And I'm like, I hadn't thought that far ahead. You know what I'm saying? So when he was like, yeah, we'd be very interested. I was like, I don't have an answer for this. But ultimately, I know exactly how I do it. I know exactly how I'd do it. I know exactly how I'd frame it. I know exactly how that conversation would go. I know exactly what I would want to let him talk about things that he never gets to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to let him kind of like do this a different kind of way. I want to let him show a different part of himself. And, and, and I've told you guys this for months. His policies are rock solid. We all know about the policies. I want to let him let people like him. I want him to talk about himself. I want him to talk about being a dad. I want him to talk about being a businessman, the things that he laughs at. You guys are probably wondering my number one question. You probably want to know what my number one question is. I want to ask him, do you ever wear a t-shirt? <laughs> I just want to know, like, dude, do you ever have a t- Do you ever, like, just, like, wear a t-shirt? Do you ever, like, strut around just, like, normal-ass t-shirt and, like, maybe some, like, like, fucking shorts, like, pool shorts or something? You know, like, I want to ask him, like, dude, do you, wear, do, you, do you even own a t-shirt? Or, like, do you have, like, formal... Like, do you have more casual suits you just wear when you're relaxing at home? You know what I mean? Like, do you wear a t-shirt? Uh, I want to ask him questions about his favorite firearms because I know he used to own a lot of guns. I want to ask him about if he misses driving. Right? Do you, do you fucking... You know, shit like that. I just want to ask him, like, stuff that, like, normal people would want to know. You know, I want to talk to him and be like, hey, what do you think about this, man? Like, how do you... When you meet a new person... You know, how do you determine if they're, like, just trying to get something from you or if they're, like, cool as shit and you can kind of, like, break bread with them and have fun? You know, like, I want to know these kind of questions. I wonder if he wears a tracksuit. I want to ask him if he owns a tracksuit, like a badass Trump tracksuit. I'd buy that. I would buy that. I don't know if he sells it. But can you imagine? Like, I, I bet his stuff doesn't have 47 or whatever. It's not trying to introduce himself to people. You know what I mean? But I want to ask him about, like, the man. Like, like, how do you get energy in the morning? Like, how does your morning start? Do you drink coffee? Are you a tea guy? You having eggs? Oatmeal? Are you an oatmeal guy? You know, these are the shit that, like, I want to talk about. And, yes, some people said, hey, yo, what makes you laugh? I want to ask him, like, yo, what, like, what, was, like, what kind of stuff makes you laugh the hardest? You know, I want to talk about all the stuff that's, like, that's normal to him. Other passions he still has that we don't know about. 
I'm gonna be like, hey, bro, like, what's the story? What else do you do? Is there anything else? I mean, besides, you know, having a supermodel wife and awesome kids and having like a gazillion dollars and then being like the most famous person on planet Earth, like, what else do you do for fun? You know what I mean? Because I'd imagine he's gonna be like, well, what do I do for fun is just be Trump, right? Like, because that's, that's probably what I would think would be a lot of fun. Yeah, you wanna ask questions. I just think it'd be fun, right? Yeah, you ask questions. Yeah, you just be you know, like, dude, do you ever, or I want to ask him, like, do, is there ever a time where you're like, you see what your supporters are doing because they're vicious and are sick of dealing with nonsense, but we're being funny because we're not psychos. Do you ever see stuff and go, oh my God, you guys went too far. You know, shit like that. Anyway, this is the kind of conversation I want to have. I don't, I already know what he's going to say with all the political stuff. I've memorized his answers, right? So I want to hear all the other stuff that we never get to hear. I would never ask him anything disrespectful, just so you know. Like, I wouldn't ask him that. Someone's like, oh, how about sex? I would never ask him disrespectful shit because he's still the president. Like, you, I'm still, I want to get it to know the man, but I also don't want to be inappropriate, like, out of respect for his family. Just, I want to ask, I want to keep him away from super serious bullshit because I want to let him open up and talk about the things because you can understand decision-making better when you understand someone casually. Like, when you understand somebody casually, you'll understand how they come to decisions. You know? Yeah, Phantom wants me to ask about the Federal Reserve. Phantom, well, you're a smart guy. Why do you think you don't ask Donald Trump about the Federal Reserve before he's in office? I'll give you one chance, bud. Why do you think, I already am, I'm already way ahead of you, dude. Why do you think we don't ask him, hey, what are you going to do about this? Before he's president. What, do you, what could possibly be the reason? Do you remember the last guy that tried to do that? Brought that subject? That's the kind of shit you make a decision on and you make a move on without telling anybody. Yeah, you get it. Like, why would I do that? I'm like, oh, hey, that's the fucking asshole who put Trump in danger by asking a question about something that nobody should ask about. Yeah, I'm not, do I'm not doing that. I'm not going down as that guy. Well, he did an interview with the Dilly Show, and Dilly pressed him on the Federal Reserve System, and then all next thing we know, and I'm like, nah, no fucking way. Yeah, I'm not doing that to him, bro. No way. I'm keeping this shit Dilly style. Like, we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes of being a man, being a patriot, having a little fun. I want to talk to him about things that actually can can help you guys, like where he's giving advice and like feedback on what his process is like. Because you can apply processes. You understand that? Like, success ain't a fucking accident. It's a routine. So your mission, if you're trying to be successful in life, is to figure out what the other guy is doing, what's his routine look like. Everybody goes about this shit completely wrong. Once I figured out that success is a, literally a habit, I just, am like, I don't deviate from my habits. And everybody can kiss my ass because my habits create success, right? And you should be doing the same thing. What's your habit look like? What's your day look like? It's weird. I get questions all day long about success and how to make money and create businesses. And nobody asks me about my routine. Like literal, like what's your routine from the time you wake up to the, on a Monday, what's it look like? But cause that's where the success is actually at. It's in that routine. Fucking what do I do? I do this. I do this. I do this. I do this. I do that. I do this. I do that. I do this. Everybody goes, oh, what'd you do in that situation? And I'm like, I wouldn't do anything in your situation because that situation sounds like one that will lead to failure. But I want to talk to him. What's your process like? 
I'm a firm believer in how you start your, your day and how you end your day. So I want to know how you start yours, how you end yours. Shit like that. Yeah, I want to talk to him about all the stuff that nobody gets to talk to him about. And I think he'd do it. And I'm going to, this is my sales pitch, by the way. I'm going to have a conversation. I'm going to talk to the team later. I'm going to have that conversation. I'm going to make the sales pitch. And they might say no to me. And I might have to come back to you guys and tell you, hey, they weren't interested in how I wanted to do it. Right? They might say, no, we want to do something a little more traditional, a little bit more safe. Because I also didn't leave any room. You know, everybody's doing these radio interviews. I don't want one of those. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm not interested. So they asked me, what's your vision? And I said, I either want him to come to my studio or I'll come to you. But I didn't leave an option for he could call in and do a Zoom call. And I get why he wouldn't, why they do those, but I'm not interested in those. Like, you only get your first crack at talking to him this way. And, and then it's, that's it. So I don't want to do it that other way. I want to do me and you. I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to say some shit. I want to get you kind of opening up and talking. I don't know if they'll let me do it live. They'll probably not. I'm guessing, right? So there's a whole, there's a whole method to entertaining people that I, I have an idea of how to do this and how to frame it to where it will be a huge success for him, like to where I, a lot of Americans will see the content and they'll have fun with it. And I believe I can create a lot of viral moments based on just really fun dialogue, honest, fun dialogue. So I'll, and the thing is my goal, you guys, and my job at the Dilly Show, dude, look, I'm not gonna break uh, the political uh, bank with like, like, I don't do shit like the other mainstream media or even like new media that's political, right? I want to see, I want my clips to go to people that don't follow politics. That's how you get Trump to 100 million votes. See, if, if all my clips just go to Republicans, I've lost. Do you understand? I've lost. I don't want to go and just, um, and just get to like, oh, I don't want to just get to the point where I'm like, okay, Republicans will watch this and be interested. Your goal for me as, as the person I am is to cra crack the fucking code culturally to where the videos make it onto TikTok and go mega viral with people that don't follow politics. That's who I am. I'm not, I'm not Charlie fucking Kirk, okay? I'm not uh, Hannity or any of these other people. And this is why I wouldn't take the conversation in a the direction they would because those people, you've already exhausted those voters. You have to go find the fucking 25 million other voters that nobody bothered to talk to. We have to talk to them. Right? I got to go talk to those people. I have a method to what I'm doing. I'm gonna, I want to help Team Trump get the 25 million votes necessary to hit a hundo. Just saying. That's what we do around here. But I'm working on it. I believe we're going to pull it off. I think it's going to be fun. I think uh, they're open to it, which I didn't expect. I about shit my pants, if I'm being totally honest with you guys. President Trump uh, also weighing in on all the topics you hope he will. You love to see it. 
I want to ask him about people that do drugs and alcohol too. Like his first thought. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know I want to hear about his judgments. You know, I think it's good. It's a reasonable question. It has just been announced that the investigation of cocaine in the White House has ended. Despite all the cameras pointing directly at the scene of the crime and the greatest forensics anywhere in the world, they just can't figure it out. They know the answer, and so does everyone else. In the meantime, they continue to target and investigate me for years in what has been called the greatest witch hunt of all time. Over nothing. Election interference and a two-tier level of justice. Donnie J. Trump. And what is he talking about? He's talking about this headline right here from yesterday. Absolutely embarrassing, America. Not just cocaine. Secret Service reveals another banned substance was found in the Biden's White House. That's right. They've been finding drugs for months. But they haven't been disclosing it. And they have no idea who keeps bringing cocaine, cocaine and marijuana into the White House. They have no clue. We don't know what's going on. We're not sure why or how it keeps getting in here. We don't know who keeps doing this. Donald Trump wasn't done giving incredible interviews. He also was on Wayne Allen Root's show. And I like Wayne Allen Root's a good interview. He does a nice job. And I thought he did a hell of a job with this one with President Donnie J. No clue. So, so if you're back in the White House, let's assume you're back in the White House in 2025. If you're not, I think the country's finished. So let's pray. I do too. You're back in the White House. How do you handle Russia, Putin, Ukraine? How do you handle China and Taiwan? Biden's been failing miserably. We're on the verge of World War III. Yep. If China takes Taiwan, we're dead and they're gonna. What would you do differently? Tell my fans right now. Very quickly, it never happened and was never even contemplated to happen. I will say it was the apple of Putin's eye, and I knew that. I got along very well with Putin, which is a good thing, not a bad thing. Don't forget, I ended his pipeline. I put sanctions on them. I did more against Putin than anybody, but he and I got along very well, which is a positive thing. He knew you can't do it. I had very strong talks. I said, don't do it. Don't do it, Vladimir. And I can't tell you exactly what I said because it wouldn't be appropriate at this point. I'll tell you someday, but it wouldn't be. But I was very tough. I said, don't do it. And he understood. I don't think he even believed me when I said what I was going to do, but he believed me 5%, and that's all you needed. And here's the bottom line. He didn't do it. Same thing with President Xi. had a very similar conversation using different territory, using different cities, etc. I said, don't do it. You can't do it. I got along with him, too, until COVID. Then I gave up on, on that whole situation because COVID. You know, I made a great deal, a trade deal with China, but once COVID came in, uh, that superseded everything. That was terrible. What they did was terrible. But... Don't do it. And they didn't do it. If I get in, they won't do it. And you know what? It would have never happened if if the election weren't rigged. All of those dead people from Ukraine and from Russia and from everywhere, all of those people would be alive today. All of those cities would be standing. They were beautiful. You could never rebuild them the way they were, certainly. But you could basically never rebuild them. There's not that much money. Nobody has that money. It would take you 100 years to rebuild them. Those cities are, were beautiful cities that demolished down to the ground. And many more people died than you think. You know, when you see the buildings getting missiles shot into them, and then you hear two people were hurt, hundreds of people died in those buildings when they came down. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. And, you know, the big thing will be later, and you're going to find that far more people died in that war than they're reporting. You're going to end up with numbers that are going to be absolutely catastrophic. It would have never happened. 
Putin was never going to go in. And you know that because for four years he didn't go in. He didn't go in. He it didn't was never go in. Right. As soon as Nobody I got went out, in. as soon as I got out, he put soldiers. In fact, I said he must be just negotiating because there's no way he would have done this. But he saw Biden. And I think when he saw the disaster in Afghanistan, that's what really got him going. He saw how incompetent we were. Right. Well, right. we took the soldiers out it, first. It wasn't just, Mr. Trump, it wasn't just Putin. It was everyone in the world had a fear of you. There was peace in the world when Trump was in the White yep. House. Simple as that. Respect. It wasn't just fear. They just understood consequence. It wasn't just fear. It wasn't like, oh, we're scared because Trump's a madman. It was respect. Donald Trump has boundaries. If you cross him, he'll fuck your shit up. Respect. 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 They understood it was a man's man. He was a real patriotic president. He actually loves America. Actually loves our troops actually wants to make America great again. It wasn't bullshit. They treated him with respect because they understood, oh my God, he's America's version of a world leader that's a, nation a nationalist. They were scared shitless of the consequences of crossing a man of respect, and rightfully so. He was, he's the real deal, and they still know it. They still fucking know it. Now, one guy who's in total denial about this, and I don't know what is going on with everybody running against Trump, but Trump derangement syndrome is now at a level we've never seen, and it's not... See, before, the deranged leftists and psycho fucking rhinos... The really crazy violent ones were the supporters. It was the public. But something has happened. Team Meatball has tried to fight me multiple times in the last 10 days, which is funny. But now we have other candidates attempting to get Donald Trump to fight them physically because they can't catch him politically. Chris Christie says he'd beat Trump in a real fight. I'd kick his ass. Okay, Donald Trump is 77 years old and a businessman. Chris Christie is younger and about three times Trump's weight, okay? This is a problem, somewhere around a four to 500 pound man. Why is he even making this statement? This sounds exactly the way these hysterical loons were talking in 2017 after Trump got in. But now, it's no longer the never-Trump supporters threatening violence. Now, it's the actual, like, candidates themselves. Do you know how unhinged you have to be to threaten to fight a 77-year-old man? Do you know how fucking weird that is? Just forget the reality of it, right? Like, forget all the reality of it and who would win. Fuck all that. Do you know how weird you have to be as a candidate, a, a candidate who's being treated like you're serious, 
to threaten to beat up a 77-year-old man. That is weird, bro. Like, you're weird. What is with these people? They all have lost the fucking plot, by the way. They've got nothing left in the tank politically. They can't out-joke Trump. They can't out-message Trump. So now they're just like, I'll beat him up. And you're like, what? Like, why even say this? You look like a fucking idiot. I don't even want to see you in a contest with Trump for a fist fight. Let's just see who can tie their shoes faster, you fat fuck. Let's just start there, Chris. Instead of you trying to fight somebody, how about instead we see who can actually put on their shoes and tie them without sitting down or getting help? Let's just do that. Let's just start with shoe tying, bud. I want to see, or we could even do a funner one. We'll see who can see their junk quicker. Who can actually see their dick without a mirror? Let's start there. Because I have a feeling you haven't seen your own dick without the use of a mirror in probably 30 years, bud. Start there. Just, dude, tell me which way your cock is leaning right now. Go, Chris. Uh, uh, just look down, bud. Uh, uh. What a weirdo. What an absolutely fucking weird guy. Total degeneracy. He has no idea. No clue. None. He looks down and all he sees is a fucking pair of tits that could probably beat John Cardildo if he joined Team Meatball. That's all he does. He looks down and goes, D-cups. Fucking weird people, man. Weird. That's weird. I don't know what that is. What is with all of these people who can't, you can't handle wit? You can't handle humor? <laughs> you made fun of me. It didn't fit you. Okay. Your can is better than mine, and you said it in a way that was aggressive and mean. What a fight? No, not really. Like, why? I'm, kick, I'm destroying you. He's destroyed. You're Mr. One Point. You're less than a percent. Why? Why would anybody be like, let's go fight the fucking fattest, most unpopular kid in school? That's it? This is what you're throwing out now? You couldn't even say anything about his economic policies. Why not talk about his border policy? Why not talk about his economic policy? Why? Why be like, oh, beat him in an arm wrestling match? Like, dude, I'm sorry, but your ability to try and rough up a 77-year-old man doesn't really help my financial situation. It doesn't really help my family stay safer. It's absurd. It's like the most absurd shit I've ever seen. And yet they're all doing it every day. I don't know. These people are fucking strange, man. Very strange. Oh, by the way, this is a funny... I just thought this was a funny headline, so I'm just going to put it up there. So this is funny. I don't even know how to reconcile this one. Misogynist Andrew Tate says he was paid 20 grand under Twitter's creator plan. I don't even know what to say to that. It does hurt, though, when you, you realize that, like, they're paying out... Like, they're paying out everybody except for people that are essentially not in the club. 
Like, I think they're trying to sell the idea that anybody could become a content creator and make money on Twitter, but it's a total lie. We already covered this at the beginning, but I thought this was just funny. It's like, uh huh. Wow, that's super cool. Okay. We got still a lot to cover here. We got things I want to talk about. We're not done with everything yet. Delete that. Hold on. I still got a lot of news I want to cover. Uh, I want to do a little entertainment news. Because I don't know who people are. And I don't know their music sometimes. Because boomer. So apparently there's this guy. His name is Joe Jonas. Which is a very unfortunate name. Okay. So Joe Jonas. uh, I, I think he's a singer. I think he was a part of a band with his brothers before. But now he's like on his own. I don't know. But apparently he shit his pants while uh, wearing white pants on stage. And I just thought, I can't not talk about this. So apparently this guy, Joe Jonas, shit his actual pants while wearing white pants during a concert. I don't know how that, is he on Ozempic too? Is he on his, like, how do you shit your pants on a stage? Like, even on a stage, I don't even know how you're, like, ripping. I don't even know how you fart on a stage if you're, like, nervous and you're performing. Like, your body's all, your body is all clenched. He shit his pants in white pants? Does he have any relation to Rod DeSantis? I don't know. Then why talk about this? Like, everybody, it's weird because men today are transparent about things that make you look weak and dumb and gross permanently. It's one thing to be vulnerable about your honest thoughts and feelings, and you're like, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking about, this and that. But why talk about stuff that they're like, okay, you're the guy who shit his pants now? I don't even know what his music is. All I know is, oh, you're that dude that shit his pants. That's a brand. Like, you... Being the pants shitter is like a, that doesn't leave you. Your whole life, that'll follow you. Why would you even, Why I'd be like, nah, I never shit my pants on stage. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. People are weird. Whole fucking country is kind of weird right now. Honestly, like, to just openly discuss these kinds of things is fucking weird. Now, another guy that's kind of weird, he's trying to run for president, and he's giving shitty answers. And I got to tell you, there's this, like, forum thing going on with Tucker Carlson and the other candidates, everybody but Trump, I think. It's not going well. I I don't know what these people thought was going to happen. But Tim Scott, this is just one clip, went on with Tucker Carlson this morning and tried to give some fucking rationale for what he would do. Just listen to this answer from this guy and then it'll explain why he also is polling around one fucking percent. This is amazing. Listen to his exact words. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, Tucker was like, what the fuck? You could tell. Listen to Tucker's response to him. It's hilarious. Front pages of every news station you go to, the screens, and President Biden says to the world, we don't have the ammunition. And so what you see from Ukraine is they say, send the cluster bombs over. Under my administration, we would have the resources and a defense industrial complex that provides the weapons that we need in our Western... (laughs) 
if you were wondering what he just said, I'm going to play the rest of the clip. His response to the cluster bomb situation was a defense industrial complex. Yeah, we're already aware of that place. He just said it. He's like, here's what I'd do. Oh, you're one of those kind of Republicans. Thanks, Black Bush. Front pages of every news station you go to the screens and President Biden says to the world, we don't have the ammunition. And so what you see from Ukraine is they say send the cluster bombs over. Under my administration, we would have the resources and a defense industrial complex that provides the weapons that we need and our Western allies need. We wouldn't be in this position at all. Do you think he should send them? I wouldn't have to. He already has agreed to do so. Huh. Um, All right. Tim Scott's an idiot. Here. Let's judge Tim Scott based on Tucker Carlson's face. Front pages of every news station. You go to the screens and President Biden says to the world, we don't have the ammunition. And so what you see from Ukraine is they say send the cluster bombs over. Under my administration, we would have the resources and a defense industrial complex that provides the weapons that we need and our Western allies need. We wouldn't be in this position at all. Do you think he should send them? I wouldn't have to. He already has agreed to do so. Huh. Um, l- <laughs> Bro. Just sit the fuck down, dude. Go back to South Carolina, you dork. You're done. That was it. Huh. Huh. So, George Bush then. Okay. Incredible. Incredible answer. You, what you would do is you would create a defense industrial complex so that they were constantly manufacturing munitions and then you would be utilizing those munitions almost in perpetual use similar to a George Bush foreign policy. Is that what you're saying? You would keep us in perpetual wars so that the defense industrial complex could stay satiated? Is that what you're kind of explaining to us? Huh? Incredible answer, bud. Did they all think Tucker was going to go easy on them? The clips coming out of this event are horrific for politicians' careers. I just want to reiterate, if you haven't got to see this, it's going on live today. The clips coming out of this, whether it's that Ada Hutchinson guy or Pence or fucking that guy, Tim Scott, are horrible. I don't know what they thought. They were like, oh, we'll go talk to Tucker. He's not owned by Fox anymore, which means he's going to ask you all the shit that Tucker wants to actually know, and then he's going to make the Tucker face at you every time you say something stupid. Hmm. The Tucker face is like the end. Tim Scott, all these idiots are going to have these clips going viral with 10 and 20 million plays of Tucker going like this.
Huh. You can see what's coming, right? You guys can see what's coming? I don't want to even do the Nostradilly. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Tucker Carlson is going to sit down for a very, very candid, direct Twitter interview with Donald Trump. You know this is coming, right? He's going to do this with all the other candidates, and they're going to all fucking self-immolate. And then they're going to sit down with Trump, and Trump's going to answer the questions the right way and knock it out of the fucking park, and it's going to get 50 million or 100 million plays on Twitter. And that's it. That'll be the end. They'll go, well, that sucked. My clips got 30 million plays of me. I want to create a defense industrial complex in which people like Jeb Bush and George Bush and Karl Rove and uh, like Dick Cheney, where we can all sort of help them constantly have business by getting involved in global military affairs. And, and then what we'll do. Tim Scott really just tried to sell the, the military industrial complex to Tucker fucking Carlson. Like of all, of all fucking things that you might be able to sell to Tucker, you sold Bush era foreign policy to Tucker motherfucking Carlson. It's like his number one hot button. And dude went in like, here's what I think we could do. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Raytheon? And he's like, oh God. Really? Also, Tim Scott has no fucking swag. Am I the only one thrown off by the lack of fucking swag from this black man? I'm just saying. Ben Carson's one of the most polished and really like well-spoken surgeons in the world, right? Like just very, boom. Dude still had swag. But he had swag. He had like a little like fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like Ben Carson, wholesome, lovely human, swagged up. Boom. Boom. Clarence Thomas, fucking swagged up. Don't matter. Supreme Court Justice, 70-some years old. Boom. Swagged up. Uh, what's up? Funny. Interesting. Nice. Tim Scott is like the most like, dude, he's like, he has DeSantis energy. He literally is just completely like, well, what I would do. You just told us you're going to create a military industrial complex for perpetual war so that there's always ready available ammunition. And you didn't even sell that shit like a maniac, like an American. You sold it all dry and gay. He just was like, uh, I've seen more confident answers from third graders that don't know how to spell the word. No swag. None. Fucking none. Absolutely none. There's just no swag there at all. And it's, I just was expecting more. Bro's a dork. He's a fucking dork. I don't know what to tell you. That's a fucking dork. But he's a globalist dork. The worst kind. You're Jeb, you're, you're Black Bush. You're Black Jeb. George Bush had more swag. If I'm being super honest, George W. had swag. He was a charismatic fucking piece of shit. 
This dude doesn't got any. He's his brother. He's Jeb. Fucking no enter. <laughs> Sold that shit all gay and lame. Ugh. It's a brutal clip, dude. <laughs> That's a fucking brutal clip. That one's going to stick with you, too. All right. It's your time of the week before we run out of fucking time. Boom. Q&A Friday. You guys ask me questions. You guys, you guys ask me a ton of questions, by the way. I didn't expect so many questions, if I'm being honest. But it's a Friday, and I love you guys, and you know I'm going to take the time to answer the questions. Got to answer the questions for the people. The people want to know questions, answers. Let's do it. All right, let's see what you guys got me. I hope it's some good ones this week. Let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, Dilly, overall expectation for the 49ers if the team stays healthy for the most part this season. If, that's a big fucking ask, by the way. Health has always been a problem with this team. No team in the NFL really goes wire to wire anymore with health. Thank you, Doms. If the 49ers stay healthy, that is a 13 to 14 win team. All day long. But nobody stays healthy. They're not getting younger uh, at their key positions. Kittle, older, another year wear and tear. Fucking Trent Williams, not younger. That's another year wear and tear. Debo Samuel, while still a young man, takes a lot of hits. So my opinion is health is a big question mark. If they stayed healthy, 13 to 14 wins worth of talent. Will they stay healthy? Probably not. I'm expecting more like 11 or 12 wins. Maybe 10. I think health is a problem. I think it's always a problem, and it's been a problem with this team for a long time. So we'll see. Uh, boss, Sacramento Patriot here. I'm a dude. Yeah, I know. Drop Mike Tyson into a boxing era, any boxing era, would he still be the GOAT? Hmm. Okay. It's a good boxing question. Here's the thing about Tyson. If you're talking prime Mike, we're talking 20 to 22, 23-year-old Mike, that three to four-year window when Cuss is still alive, there isn't any boxer in the history of the sport during that three-year window that is touching Iron Mike Tyson. Nobody, ever. It is a window, but the problem is his, his prime it was really small. Iron Mike Tyson, prime Iron Mike with the head movement and the defense, murders Muhammad Ali in the ring. I mean that, murders, like, but I'm not talking later on when he started getting sloppy. If you, the thing that people forget about Mike Tyson, his fundamentals from age like 16 to 21, 22, have never, he had the perfect fundamentals with elite talent with punching power that only a couple have ever had. So if you take that era though, that's where you have head movement, you have strategy, you have a sound mind. He's ending everybody. And, and no, Ali would not have speed on Iron Mike. I don't, 
You need to go watch actual prime 20-year-old Mike Tyson. There is a 36-month span where he is easily the greatest boxer in the history of the sport. Now, if you give me those three years and you give me that Tyson, I'll put him against everybody and they're leaving in a body bag. If you give me any other version of Tyson and I'm putting Muhammad Ali uh, ahead of him, I'm putting George F- prime George Foreman ahead of, him, ahead of him. So that's where I'm at. He, those three years are the baddest man on the fucking planet in the history of the sport, bar none. Yeah, and actually, Ollie wouldn't be a problem. Those styles, Ollie wouldn't be a problem for, for Tyson. Better Box is 100% correct on YouTube. He was designed to destroy guys like Muhammad Ali. The guys that he would have had a problem with are big dudes like Foreman. Where, all, where, where Tyson would have struggled is prime George Foreman. Prime George Foreman was one of the scariest fucking dudes and one of the strongest, biggest motherfuckers on the planet. Prime George would be a bigger problem for, uh, for, for Tyson because of the style matchup than Ali. I digress. The bottom line is there's nobody beating prime Mike in those window those years. Five foot ten and a half, five eleven, two hundred and fifteen pounds of iron Mike rock solid muscle combined with some of the fastest fucking punching and head weaving of all time. Of all time. People are where you're under everyone goes to the punch power and go, oh well, this guy could punch hard too. That's not what got you murdered by Iron Mike back in the day. What got you murdered by Iron Mike Tyson back in the day is you couldn't land punches on him because he was too fast. His head movement up, back, down, you couldn't find him. And if you can't find the target and your target happens to have a fucking knockout punch that literally rivals anybody's in the history of the sport, that's the problem. It wasn't that he couldn't go toe-to-toe with heavy hitters. It's that the heavy hitters couldn't land punches on him. He was avoiding all their shit. He, he was the closest boxer you could put him to defensively in his prime is a Floyd Mayweather. The difference being Mayweather maintained it his whole career. Greatest defensive boxer of all time. But he had something that he was big, he was fast, he was mean, and he was focused for three years. And then it all went away. It all went away. So that's it. That's all I have to say about that. In case you guys don't know, I'm a bit of a dork when it comes to sports. I digress. Let's get into more questions. I know there's other questions that are much more interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm not answering this question because I don't care about that, that question. Sorry, bud. Crazy lady who was involved in a cult wanted to know about some other shit. I don't know. First of all, I'd like to thank you for helping me heal after my ex from two years almost killed me with pills and gave me super trust issues. Your advice on forgiveness was spot on and helped me heal psychologically. I'm ready to give it another go, but I need your help once again. Can you help me get it in with Christina Peshaw? Those duck lips are irresistible, and I've always wanted to know what duck tastes like. Hey, consensual, of course. All right, here's the deal. If you want to bag Christina Peshaw, 
you need to get on Tinder, Bumble. You need to target your location to Miami. You need to probably rediscover your pill addiction. Okay? Full disclosure. And you might have a shot. My suggestion is stay sober and find somebody else. Um, let's see. Dilly, not a question, just an observation. Now, I know that uh, the endless counts of blunders from the DeSantis campaign is simple, simply from incompetence, but damn, bro, this shit feels like DeSantis got some Judas goats in the campaign. No. Nope. 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 What you have are incompetent people with an absolutely dog shit leader with a changing political and cultural environment mixed with greedy, greedy, lazy people. There ain't no Judas goat. That whole term, that whole, that's stupid. It's not that. All it is, is it's a bunch of cast-offs from other campaigns who have abysmal leadership and don't know how to read the landscape. That's it. I know it sounds crazy, but all you have to do is meet one of these, one of these people. And like, if you meet with them face-to-face, you'll go, oh my God, they're fucking idiots. This is the thing that a lot of people don't respect about themselves. You're smarter than 90% of people involved with politics. If you met most of the people like that you watch on Twitter or social media or on Fox News and you actually started talking to them, you'd be like, this dude's a fucking idiot. And I mean this in, from, like, I can speak from experience. They're dumb people. They're, they're, they're dumb. They're running 1990s-style Republican campaigns for DeSantis against a 2023 constantly evolving learning campaign like Trump 2024. It's, I don't even know what to say. It's like putting a fucking horse in, in buggy against a modern fucking Ferrari. Like, it's, it's insane. I'm dead serious. There is no master secret under, no, you don't have to. You don't even need to. Okay. Mm. I think it was Wednesday's show that you talked about the Titan, the imploded submarine. Ooh, let's see what he has to say. Well, the Navy has their subs built by civilian contractors like General Dynamics, EB Division, and Newport News. And yes, I agree that is a submarine I would trust. How would I know is I am one of the many who builds these boats. Don't really have a question, just thought you should know. And I knew that about you. Sir, because you've told me before, and I appreciate you guys. You're absolutely right. Unless it is up to U.S. naval standards, I'm not getting in it. And shout out to you for being a badass and working for a fucking cool ass. Like, what a cool job, dude. Seriously. What an interesting and fascinating life. Good for you. Brendan, I love the show and appreciate all your hard work and your dedication to President Trump. Earlier this year, our son joined the National Guard practically on a whim with his friends. It was upsetting coming on the tale of the Afghanistan disaster and the knowledge of how meaningless service men and women lives are to this current uh, occupation of the White House. We failed talking him out of it and supported him anyway. Now, every night I try to go to sleep and just feel utter panic that my son will be sent overseas for Joe Biden's newest distraction. My son is the youngest of six children and we would all be devastated to lose the baby of the family. 
I don't know if you have any advice, but I'll take what I can get. Thank you so much. God bless you and your beautiful family. Jessica, listen to me. Your son's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to be okay. Listen to me. While I understand your concern, he joined up with his buddies. Want to know why? Because he's a man. He's a young man, and he and his buddies thought, let's fucking do this. Good for him. What you have to put your faith in, besides the Almighty, you have to rest on everything you and his father and his other siblings taught him to keep his head on a swivel and keep him safe. He's fine. Train every fucking day because he's going to outlast the current administration. You got 16 more months. He can turn himself into the most badass fucking National Guardsman ever. And when Trump arrives, he's going to be fine. He's a man, though. He made a man's decision. That alone should let you feel a little... Like, the fact that he wasn't going to be moved on this and he moved towards something that he obviously felt compelled to do and stuck with it, he's going to be fine. I'm serious. He's, he's going to be fine. He trains as long as he's healthy. He's training. He's fucking doing all, everything he needs to do. He will be fine. He's going to, he not only is, he's not going to just survive, he's going to fucking be fine. Okay? It's all good. It's all good. Good for him. We need more patriotic Americans like that. Good for him and his friends. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck this administration. The U.S. military needs patriotic recruits, and I hope that he's patriotic. I hope his friends are patriotic. Outlast these fuckers, okay? Be fine. Got to let the kids grow, man. You got to let them be adults. He's an adult now. Let him be an adult. Respect that shit. It'll be fine. You'll feel better about it. I don't know what I'm about to read, but let's just, let's just see. It's a fucking long-ass story. Q&A Friday. Nasty neighbor hates Louie. Let's see where this goes. I'll try to be as succinct as possible, which based on the fucking amount of content you sent me, this was not succinct. About a year ago, a crotchety old man who lives around the corner came out and yelled at me because Louie peed on his bush. He was practically spitting and nasty and threatened. I better not let him back in the yard. So all the last year, me and Louie get off the sidewalk and take a wide berth around the asshole's house. Yesterday, Louie is sniffing something on the easement area, and I hear this, excuse me, excuse me, that dog better not be on my property. I say, we are in the street, and he mumbles something like, you better be, and I say, well, why don't you get up and come see for yourself? And probably not so nice a tone. He was on a screened patio and could not see us fully. This guy is such a prick. How do I handle this every day? I will not let him ruin me or run me off. P.S. Dude is an old creep and stopped... He stopped my then 11 and 13-year-old several times to talk about the dog. Bad vibes. Thank you in advance. Appreciate you. Much love to you and Randy and the fam. All right. Listen to me. You're going to do two things. Because you're not going to be passive-aggressive and whine about it on The Dilly Show. And you're not going to be semi-confrontational uh, uh, to some old fucker. 
Here's what you're going to do. See, everybody's doing the wrong thing. I want you guys to read the chat for all the worst advice. This is why I'm on this side of the camera and you're all over there. See? All of you think the way that you handle this is by escalating it. And the only person that got the answer correct was Sherry Girl. He's old. I'd guess he's probably fucking lonely. And if he is a creeper and dangerous, you're not going to shoot him. So now you got to make sure that you somehow remove him as a threat. You guys go the wrong direction with confrontation. You don't know who to confront and who not to confront. All this guy's worried about is your dog pissing on his yard. And yeah, he talked to your kids about the dog. He didn't ask them what color their underwear were. Okay, so maybe he's creepy or maybe he's not, but maybe he's just a guy that doesn't like dogs. So you leave the fucking dog at home. You order up some licorice. You make a nice little fucking bundle. You understand me? You go knock on his door. He's going to come out. You say, sir, I live in the neighborhood and I love this neighborhood. And I have clearly angered you about my dog and I don't want that. I like to know my neighbors. I like to know my neighbors. And I'm not trying to be somebody that every time I walk over here, I'm nervous that you're going to yell at me about my dog. I don't know what I've done, but I'd like to find out if I can make things right so that when I come down the street, you say hello to me and I will keep my dog off of your yard because I understand you don't want my dog anywhere near it, and that's fine. It's your yard. But I want you to trust that I'm going to do that, and I want you to start saying hi to me every day. And he's going to say, oh. And you say, please accept my offer, my gesture of peace. How does that sound to you? And he's going to say, we can try it. And you say, I will always keep my dog off your yard, okay? But can we just start saying hello to each other and talking like neighbors? And what you're going to find out is that the lonely old man, the only social interaction he gets is probably when you walk past his house with the dog. It'll be fine. I always always do the opposite of what people expect me to do. Always. If you ever want to maintain leverage in any given scenario socially, and there's reason to do so, do it. And that's by never responding the way they expect you to respond. At worst, you will stop being a target. At best, you will disarm him permanently and you won't have to worry about him anymore. But this, what you wrote me is not some crazy egregious thing. He wasn't sniffing your kids. He's not chasing you with his cane. Just an old man that sticks his head out the fucking door and screams. A lot of you guys, you know what the problem is? You waste a lot of time on stupid fucking shit. Like you guys, sometimes you guys are like, oh, I have to have this confrontation to defend, insert stupid thing that you're defending. Like, I don't know what kind of lives you guys live. I don't have time 
for retarded confrontations. Does that make sense? Like some of you guys give clout and energy. Like you'll spend more time mulling over how to handle a fucking confrontation with an old guy than like reaching your dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't do any of that shit. My neighbor gets mad at me. I go, dude, what, what happened? We liked each other. And he's like, well, that was a chill. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, I didn't, you know, I, you know how I am. What the hell, man? Done. Problem averted. I have to get back to fucking saving the country. I don't have time to fight and argue with old anybody. Yeah, done. Why do you think I do? I do one of two things with The Daily Show. If you're really fucking dumb, I block you and I move on and that's the end of it. And I think if I think you're worth a shit, I try to kill you with kindness and win you back over so you'll come back so you will go out and be a fucking army soldier for Trump. Those are only two things I get. If I think you're worth a shit, I try to make amends very quickly and get you back on the plantation so we can work our asses off to get Trump back in office. And if I think you're useless, I cut you fucking loose and I go, get, get, get fucked. There's only two options. It's one or the other. You're either working here with me or you're fucking off. But I don't get in this thing where it's like this heavy back and forth. I'm like, bye. And the thing is, you're, this is your daily life. You have to walk past him. Do you want to look over your shoulder every day? Do you really want to worry about your kids? Stop. You guys got to stop having confrontations with useless people. It's like, to me, it's like stepping on ants. Like, I don't have time for, I'm not going to discuss with every bug that bites my ankles. Like, hey, why'd you do that? Why did I have a conversation? I either step over them, stomp on them, or fucking just, that's it. I move on. I solve the problem very quickly. You got to start solving your, your dumb small shit really fast. Don't make your small problems big. Get real big problems. I hope that makes sense. If you don't have big problems, you're not trying hard enough. If you are suffering every day and, and crying about small problems, you're focused wrong. Does that make sense? There, there's a lot of you that have hella small gay problems and then you, you don't even stop to ask yourself, like, why am I asking about a small gay-ass problem? Why, why don't I have a big-ass problem? Like, Billy, the FBI came to my house because of my shit posting, and I'm such a patriot that they feel I'm a threat. That's a big problem. That's fucking like, hey, let's have a conversation. You got to have fucking bigger problems. You need way bigger problems. I need you to write me emails like, Dilly, you understand the local GOP had to fucking lock me out of the meeting because I kept coming and tearing shit up. That's a big problem. Like, hey, man, they're trying to keep this person out from. You can't be like, hey, man, I want to fight the old guy. I want to the guy from Cocoon yells at me about my dog. Now, I'm not trying to be an asshole because this is a good question and it allowed a very teachable moment. But my advice to you is fix shit with this guy and then go get some bigger problems so we can at least make some major progress in this country. Okay. Good question. Thank you. Uh, okay. What are the odds of my boomer Sooners kicking the shit out of everyone this year? And cottage cheese, beans, and chili? And Hellman's mayonnaise. Have a great day, Warlord. Love to the Dilly Clan Force. All right, Tony. <sighs> Sooners, huh? It's a good team. It's a good fucking team. Let me think about that division this year. I think you'd be three. 
I think you could be three. I don't think you're running it, the table. But I think you could get into those playoffs and do some serious damage. That's my, that's my attitude on this one. I think you get in there and do some damage in the playoffs. I don't think you're number one. I don't think you're running the table. I think you're like a, you're a three or four team that could really do some damage. There you go. Uh, cottage cheese, uh, beans, and chili. Yes, of course. It's not chili if it doesn't have beans. And Hellman's mayonnaise is really good. Yep, can't complain there. Miracle Whips for pussies. Sorry, guys. Bruce Wayne. I have your box. I set your box on the side of my couch. And somehow it got confused with an Amazon box. And I didn't see it for five fucking days. I just saw it when you wrote me your email. So I'm like, oh my God, so I gotta open this thing, okay? So it's not that I didn't check the mail, it's that I got the mail and I got overwhelmed and I set it someplace that I should have like, bottom line is I have it, I'm gonna open it this weekend and we'll talk about it, okay? Um, yeah, so appreciate you, bro. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'll check this out, okay, yep. Just wanna address that, I got your box though, like, I just literally set it someplace and I thought it was something else. And then Rihanna's like, hey, Bruce Wayne's box is here. And I'm like, what? Uh, would you ever consider appearing on Roseanne's podcast via Zoom? She's hilarious and so are you. Yeah, of course. I would do anything. If Roseanne invited me on via Zoom, I'd show up. If she wanted to fucking fly me to her podcast, I'd show up. I love Roseanne. We're homies. She is hilarious. I know we didn't do Dilly in the Wild today. I'll try to get them all together for Monday. Apologize about that. With Andrew Tate's recent conversation, uh, conversion to Islam and repeated support of President Trump, do you think that his influence will help win over the votes of more Muslims in 2024? Also, can you bring content back? Matt, yeah, Tate's an influential person. I don't necessarily know that him being Muslim is going to bring voters to Trump, but I think him, if he chooses to put weight behind Trump, I think it will have an impact. Yes, that's the best way I can put it. Hey, now... Gypsy, uh, Gypsy's birthday's today. You know who that is. Gypsy Punk Leather, who made this and my new belt and belt buckle and a lot of other cool stuff. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, honey. That's a big deal. Good stuff. Congratulations. Another birthday. Sweet. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm happy you got to mention her birthday. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, uh, someone wants to know if there a way to connect Dilly 300 people all across the country. I kind of don't orchestrate that kind of thing because I leave it upon you guys to figure out how to do that. I don't really know, like, that it's my problem. Like, if you're in the Dilly chat on Telegram, great. If you're on Twitter, it's pretty simple. Just go to the hashtag Dilly Show and you can find people pretty easily. Um, that's not really my deal. I'm not that guy. Like, I, I don't really feel like... I'm not a community organizer. Does that make sense? 
Like, if you want to get to know people who watch this show, it's incumbent upon you to figure out how to connect with them. It's not on me. Like, I've already done a bunch of shit to connect you guys. You should be interacting heavily. Now, she got banned from the Telegram chat, which once you're, it takes a lot to get banned from there, so you're probably not coming back. You're not coming back. So if that option's not available to you, the next best thing is Twitter and, uh, and go from there. But yeah, I'm not really that guy. I'm not going to do all that. I think if you guys want to start putting together your own meetups, that's, that's the sign of like a really good grassroots. You go, hey, I am Dilly 300. I'm in Nevada or wherever you're at. And uh, I want to put this out and I'll let you start to, you can start to form your own subgroups, but it's not my job to do it. You fucking do it. That goes for any of you anywhere in the country. Like, I'm not going to police you if you go, oh, this is a Dilly 300 uh, Republican group and you start forming it in Texas or Florida. All I'm going to be is like, cool, man. Don't ask me for shit other than to show up maybe occasionally or call in. Like, if you want to create your own autonomous subgroups, fucking do it. You guys know what principles I live by. You know how I conduct myself. So if you guys want to do that, great. And if you want to reach out to me and say, Dilly, we've got 12 people in this group here locally. Would you be interested in doing a Zoom call and giving us some advice? Great. But I'm not organizing your shit for you. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not doing it. You fucking figure it out. I show up. I'll motivate them. I'll give them advice. And then I'll fuck off. But I don't do the part where I'm like, you understand? Okay. Yeah. That's not really what my, my deal. I'd rather decentralize. I don't, I don't like a centralized movement. It's too fucking messy. And it's not as powerful. Do you go business casual when you swim in the pool? <laughs> That's my question for Trump. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Dirty Truth wants to know, how is a push-up bra like a bag of chips? As soon as you open it, you realize it's half empty. <laughs> what do boobs and toys have in common? They were both originally made for kids, but daddies end up playing with them. What does a woman in a bar have in common? Liquor in the front, poker in the back. That's an old joke. Hope everyone has a great weekend. That is from our wonderful friend, Josh, Dirty Truth. God bless you, brother. Thank you for writing in, Josh. We love you. I hope your show is still crushing it. Do the interviews. Keep doing what you do. Okay, uh, to begin with, best of luck with a Trump interview. I know, right? Let's see if I can even get it done. Who knows? I think it would be brilliant. I watched Tucker Carlson interview with Andrew Tate. I had no previous knowledge of Tate or his predicament. and not sure what I believe after doing some research about his charges. What, if any, is your opinion about it or him? Here's my opinion on Tate. My official opinion on Tate. I don't know if he's authentic because I've seen enough of young, brash Tate who, when you're young and brash, say stupid things to definitely have reservations about his character. But I've also seen enough of his principles he's teaching to know that they are highly useful to younger people. And so my opinion remains... His current message is extremely effective and helpful, helpful 
for future generations of men. And his previous message is, we're cheesy and gay as fuck. And I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, the way that he, he was sort of like, the how he conducted himself th- two, three, four years ago, I think is cheesy and lame. Now, whatever, it made him a gazillion dollars and he got hella successful, that's cool. Like, I've heard the way he talked like three, two, three years ago, I thought it was really, really derivative and kind of like gay. And then as his message, I think, evolved and as he evolved, his message is better and it's more effective and helpful. So that's where I stand on it. I don't, I don't know him, so I can't speak to his character. I haven't shook his hand, looked him in the eye and had a conversation. So that's where I stand on it. Someone's asking me if I would consider a vacation to northern Michigan. No. I've been to northern Michigan. My family grew up in Alpena. No. You you guys know me. What do I like? I like tropics. I like fucking beautiful people. I like fast cars. I like fancy fucking food. Talking about vacation, not to live. You know, I'm not talking about where you live. Like, I'm a very diverse person, but I don't. I've been to Michigan as a kid. It's great. It was beautiful. I had a lot of fun as a kid. No. When I vacation, I want to see some shit. I want to see beautiful people. I want good music and good fucking food. I like, I don't, tr- I don't vacation. Like, I like going down to places with ethnic food. I love ethnic food. I want to try that food and this coffee and that thing and this. I want to listen to your fucking music and I want to fucking bebop and talk to everybody in your culture. So I don't really do the other stuff. Like the other shit is kind of like, I don't know. I know I'm a weird, I'm a weird fucking mix, right? Like a weird mix. I I get it. I know I'm not, you can't pigeonhole me. I love basic shit like a man, right? Very like blue collar in some ways, but then in other ways I'm completely like, I like this kind of shit. I kind of grew up a little bit of all of it, right? Got dirty, did construction, did a lot of that kind of stuff, did sales, did a lot of white collar shit. So I'm like this really weird hodgepodge. The one thing that will entice me, if you really want to see me my most happy, tropical location with a lot of history. So I like Puerto Rico, I loved. I had a blast because tropical location, beautiful scenery, beautiful people, great culture and food, and I love I love the history. I'm a sucker. For like history. Yeah, I'm not coming to Detroit either, bud. Appreciate you. It sounds like an amazing event. I'm good. I'm good. It took me a long time to get safe, get south. I don't really have an interest in going north. It's like, it's not my deal. That's not my speed. The happiest you'll ever see me is coming in daily out of the fucking sun of Miami Beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of how I am. Like, that's my shit. And it never gets old to me. You feel me? Like, I just love that. That's my, that's my speed. My goal now that I'm on the East Coast, I want to explore the Caribbean. I want to explore all of the ocean places all along Georgia and South Carolina and then all of Florida. And I want to keep exploring. That's kind of my deal. That's just how I feel. Everybody's different. You guys, like, there's a lot of you guys that are, like, legit. Like, you guys, uh... 
Oh, you tr you trolling me? No, but there's a lot of you guys though that love like you got like this certain vibe in your town and it hella works. And I probably would like if I was there on business. When you say vacation, I think a week. But if you're talking like a weekend, all day long, like a weekend, like if you told me, hey, there's some shit going on in Detroit for a weekend, and like I took the wife, dude, I'm in there like swimwear. I but when you say vacation, that's seven fucking days. That's a lot of planning and a lot of money. I don't vacation in fucking shitholes, and Detroit's a shithole. Same with Chicago. But weekends, I'll do a weekend almost anywhere except for New York City. The only place I won't go to because I have no interest is New York. I have fucking no thanks. And I say that now, and I'm a part, I'm like, I'm going to end up getting recruited up there to go visit the Young Republicans of New York, the New York Young Republicans Club, who I'm friends with. I say that now, I'm, like, I'm never going to New York. And watch, these guys are going to be like, hey, Dewey. And I'll be like, fuck. Then I have the like, moral dilemma. Also, I have no interest in going back to places I've always, already thoroughly visited. I have no interest in California. I could go the rest of my life and never go to California, and I'd be happy. I've been to Hawaii, did 11 days there. No thanks, I'm good. Not my speed. Don't like the fucking, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I thought it was, I thought the locals were going to be nicer. They weren't. They hate white people. So you hate me? Fuck you. I hate you too. So I have no interest in going back to Hawaii. I don't want to be called a howley. I don't want to be shunned as I bring my hard-earned money to your fucking pissant island. I'm good. I don't need to come to your shithole. There's a fucking million islands I can visit. So I have no interest in Hawaii anymore. I did 11 days there once when I was like 21 years old. Done. Never going back. Thanks. So Hawaii doesn't exist to me anymore. California doesn't exist to me anymore. No thanks. I have no interest in ever going back to Las Vegas. No thanks. Only way you could bait me into Vegas would be like a UFC thing. I've been all over Oregon and Washington. Never again. Don't care. Alaska, yes, because I was born there. I have family there, and it's incredible. I love Texas. Still go back there. Well, I'm a, I'm a, like, I'm somebody that I like. I like what I like, and once I discover what I like, I keep. I'll, I'll go to those places. But I've done all the other shit. Hawaii, I found super overrated. Jamaica was better than Hawaii, hundred percent. And it's poor as fuck and has hella crime. But at least they were like, Americans. And I was like, what up? They were cool as fuck to me. So I'll fuck with Jamaica before I fuck with Hawaii. And it's closer now. New Mexico. Why are you trolling? You know I've driven through that dump multiple times. I have no interest. New Mexico might as well not even exist to me. Montana I would go to. Wyoming, Montana, of course. But yeah, I don't, I don't have an interest in going to places where they like, where they just hate you on some basic shit. You're just like, I just got here. Why do you hate me? I showed up here with thousands of dollars to piss away on your economy and you hate me? Fuck you. Fuck you. You think you're the only island in town? Oh, you're the, oh, you're the only ones that can bury a fucking pig and cook it? Yeah, give me a break. You know what I'm saying? I've already done Yosemite fucking more times than I need to. Never again. Hard pass. You guys feel me on this? Like, I'm like, dude, I've done it. I, I know all. Once I figure out your shit, I'm like, okay. Oh, the people are going to be cunts. All right, see ya. See ya. No, I'm good. Well, God, dude, it's I've almost been on three hours a day. Why do you guys let me go so long? Oh, Randy's the best. You want to see how good my wife is? Look what the wife got me. All right. Miguel Forty must have told her. 
Okay, so I got a couple of my little fucky fuck things. Okay, here we go. So Randy got me these, right? I don't know what they are. I'm guessing California told her what to buy. So I, I don't know what these are, but I'm going to smoke them. I'm going to enjoy a cigar this weekend. I got those. And hold on. <laughs> Daddy got his torch back. All right. See, I have a great wife. I have a great wife. You give her a mission, she's like, boom. But you know what I need to do right now? I need to get off the show for a very good reason. I am shipping out all of your hats today. So a whole bunch of you are excited about your hats, and I got them all in my trunk of my car, and I'm going to go down to the post office myself and ship them off for you guys. God bless you. God bless America, and God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilley, and I'll see all of you on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilley Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.